Welcome to Kramer Says. Kramer Says. Be part of the show at KramerSays.com. Interact on Twitter at KramerSEZ. Now, Kramer Says. Welcome to the show. My name is Kramer. It is Wednesday, January 11th. This is the Kramer Says podcast. Let's get right into it, shall we? Um, you know, we have been looking at a number of different things, and the, the, the theme of today's show is I'm done trying to convince or warn anyone of anything. I'm going to tell you what's going on. If you don't like it, go fuck yourselves. It's going to happen regardless of whether you want it or not. So with that being said, be prepared today to hear some stuff that you may not want to hear, or it'll reinforce exactly what you've been hearing and thinking for the last two years anyway. Before we get into that, let's talk about what's happening here in the news uh, nationally. Um, from the Gateway Pundit, what's going on? What the fuck is going on? The FAA temporarily grounds all U.S. flight departures amid nationwide system failure. Now, they're saying right now they don't know whether it's a hack. They don't know whether it's a cyber issue or just the system is so old that it finally gave up. But it's caused thousands of flights, tens of thousands of flights to be canceled across the U.S. Today, they don't know how much longer it's going to go on. The FAA computer system fails pretty, uh, seems pretty ominous, right? Uh, this is a, a, a tweet from a guy named Murph. I was eight years old the last time they grounded all domestic flights in the United States. That was September 11th, 2001. That's the kind of impact this has. Pete Buttigieg better get his shit together or he's going to get booted and get a vote of no confidence just like Mayorkas did today. Here's another one for you. These are straight out of the news today. Former judge arrested for allegedly soliciting sex from defendant's girlfriend in exchange for a deal. A former Monroe County, Arkansas District Court judge was arrested on charges alleging he solicited sex from a defendant's girlfriend in exchange for making a deal regarding the defendant's criminal case. So when I hear these kind of stories, I don't know how you are about this, but when I hear these kind of stories and then I then I hear about potential cheating in the 2020 election and in the 2022 election, and then we go to our judges and we say, well, we can trust them. They're human, too. They cannot be trusted. That's why the, the claim by the Democrats that the, the, the Republicans, Trump in particular, lost, you know, 60 cases, 60 cases that were turned down it's because of bullshit like this. They're corrupt, all of them. There's very few. The, 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 the honest, the good judges, the good police officers, those who do the right thing according to the Constitution and according to the law are few and far between. Nope, they're rooting them out. They want to get people that will do anything that they want. And I can guarantee you, this judge, a judge that would do this, a judge that could justify doing this, wouldn't have any problem locking you up if he didn't like you. Locking you up if you said the wrong thing or did the wrong thing against anything that he doesn't agree with. We got a problem in this country, folks. We're going to get to that here in just a moment. Uh, lastly, before we get to the, uh, to the today's theme of I'm not, I don't give a shit about warning anybody anymore. Um, Let's talk about what's happening in Brazil. Over the last few days, what we've seen is we've seen Brazilians take to the streets initially and clamor, call for their government to do the right thing. The people in their government do the right thing by the people. That's not happening, is it? It hasn't happened. How do we know? Well, we can see it clearly. They <laughs> few days of doing that, well, a month of doing that. And when the government wouldn't wouldn't do the right thing, when the government said, no, you're the problem, trust us. I mean, that's what this whole thing has been for the last three or four years, right? Trust me, bro. Why would I why would I do anything? Just just trust me. 
That's where it's gotten us. Trust me, bro, has gotten us to the point where now the people of Brazil have taken over their, their capital. Was that an insurrection? No, an insurrection is the overthrow of the government and the institution of another government. So for these dumb motherfuckers in the media who keep using that phrase, insurrectionist, insurrectionist, they don't know what the definition is. There was no intent to overthrow the government that day in January 6th. There was no, there is an intent, however, in South America to do the exact same thing or to, to do that, to, 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 they want to overthrow, they're calling for the overthrowing of the government. We never called for that. There were some idiots that did, but the majority of people there that day, they didn't call for that. They were singing the national anthem, God bless America, while they were being pelted with, with smoke grenades and flashbangs and so on. How do I know? I was there in the midst of it, videotaping it, watching it happen. In fact, one of the video pieces that I have was given to an investigator because I caught Ray Epps at the front line when they first surged the Capitol. That's right. I got the footage. Kramer got it because I was right there at the front line. I didn't go into the building. I didn't do any of that. I stayed in the property. I thought going into the building was a wrong move. But let me ask you this. With everything that's going on and what happened in January 6th to now, what's your commitment to this country? What's your commitment to, to, to making sure that tomorrow was better than yesterday was? Well, in Brazil, they're committed. According to the Gateway Pundit, Brazil protester commits suicide in Lulag concentration camp. Death toll allegedly reaches four. Children are now being held in prison. Hundreds of pro-democracy protesters are still being held without charges or legal assistance in the Lulag. They're calling it because his name is Lula. Lulag, Lula, Gulag, Jim in Brasilia, while 736 have been taken to federal prison. According to unconfirmed reports, four people have died. One man appears to have attempted or committed suicide. Prisoners are being forced to sign confessions for terrorism and criminal conspiracy. Children have been taken away from their parents by the regime. This is all going on. You've got to be committed to commit suicide. To say, listen, I'm done. And to, to showcase that I'm done putting up with you, I'm going to end my own life showcasing that I would rather be dead than live underneath a government that would do this to the people. That's what they're at in Brazil. So let me ask you this, and this gets us back to, around to where we are today. What are you willing to do? Are, are you going to commit suicide? Most likely not. I hope not. Please don't do that. But I will ask you this. Can you get involved? More involved? Because what we keep saying is falling on deaf ears because we don't have enough voices saying it. And I don't mean just on social media. I mean in the streets, at work, wherever it rises up. I mean, look at what's happening in the medical industry right now. Nurses are going, they're quitting. They refuse to work 24 and 48 and 36 and, and I'm, I'm sorry, 36 and 48 and 72 hour shifts because the hospitals refuse to hire people. Well, we can't find qualified people. You could if you drop your vaccine mandate. They're there. They're ready to work. I'll bet they want a premium now because they've got pure blood, but that's that's something completely different. Because here's what's happening, folks. I'm going to go through these stories one by one, and then we'll start showcasing some video to, to back up what we're talking about here. This sudden death phenomena is not a conspiracy theory. The bodies are stacking up. And initially, it was the old. The people that, um, well, were, were frail anyway. Their health was not the best. But now we're getting healthy people, healthy young adults. And it isn't stopping there. Um, in Ohio, a kindergarten student died suddenly. Tragedy struck the community, struck the community of Huron, 
Ohio Sunday when a young child died unexpectedly. Shawnee Elementary School announced the death of Evelyn Bauer, a kindergarten student attending the school and released to the parents in, in the release, in a release to the parents, announces the horrible news. Huron Superintendent Dr. James Tatman expressed his condolences to the family. He also encouraged them to be extra attentive to their child, to pay attention to changes in or to what he's saying is pay attention to your child. See if there's anything that, you know, just kind of weird about what's happening because it's it's not normal. It's not normal for five and six-year-olds to keel over dead. I don't care what you say. I don't care what your evidence is. I'm almost 60 years old. Never seen it happen. Never seen it happen like this. And it's not isolated. We've got case after case after case. This is another one. 16-year-old basketball player suffered stroke while in school. Wasn't doing anything. We've got another one. A second high school student die suddenly within a week in Las Vegas after suffering from cardiac arrest. One story after another. And you've seen it yourself. If you were watching the Monday night football game where Hamlin dropped, let's uh, let's let's take a look at that. Let's see what happened that night, and let's see how they're talking about it and what they've said over the last week. Let's watch this, this, this video here. Joe Burrow is so good. And now another Bills player is down. Tell exactly who that is. Maybe Hamlin. So when this happened, and when everything was going crazy, what was the first thing that we all thought? We all thought the exact same thing, right? We all thought that, hey, this isn't this isn't normal. This isn't right. And so what we did was is that we started asking questions. But we were told immediately that if you ask a question, that's too invasive. That's too that's a bridge too far. You can't ask that. That's personal information. Meanwhile, these same motherfuckers over the last two years told us that if you're not vaccinated, you can't go to a restaurant. You can't fly. You can't travel. You can't keep your job. But if I dare ask what this young man died of, all of a sudden, I'm the problem. Now, what I want you to do is I want you to pay close attention. That's why I'm, I'm allowing this video to play the entire duration of the video. Listen to what they're saying. Well, you can't hear it. I turned it off so you can hear me. But look at the faces, these men's faces. These are grown men. They've seen their players or their teammates get, get hurt from time to time. You don't see them crying. Why? They realize what's going on here. These players do not live in a bubble. They can see my videos. They see other videos. They know what's going on. And they know that to continue playing the game, if they took this drug, if they took this drug that they're supposed to, that was supposed to have saved their lives, and this drug is now harming them. That's the concern that you see on these young men's faces. The tears streaming down. They're, the, the players on the other team are not, they're not crying for Hamlin. They're crying for themselves because they realize what they've done to their body. These, these poor young men who thought, hey, listen, we'll, we'll do what we're told so we can keep our job. We'll continue to, to do as we're told so we can keep our, our high-paying job. We're not going to take a second glance at it and say, no, I don't want to do it. I'm not going to follow Aaron Rodgers' lead because I'm a sheep. And I'm, I'm fearful for my life. And I don't care that this drug has never been tested before. I don't care if it, it doesn't work. I'm going to take it because I'm fearful, and they're telling me that it's going to keep me alive. Do you think that Hamlin is thinking the same thing right now? Do you think that that's what he's thinking right now? Do you think that he's thinking, hey, at some point, at some point, this vaccine is going to kick in and save my life if it doesn't kill me first? I, I think that that's probably what he's thinking more, more than anything else. So we watch Hamlin take, 
take to the field, or, 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 uh, fall to the field. And the media immediately comes out and says, oh, he got hit so hard in the chest. I've been, I, I played football. I've been watching my entire life. Not one time have I ever seen a young, healthy person take a, a, a drive to the chest and stop their heart. Not one time ever. Have you? Nope. We'll get into those numbers here in just a moment and why you've never seen that. Because it's, it's, it's not common. It's not ordinary. It's not normal. So let's just say, let's just say for shits and giggles that the Hamlin situation is an outlier. Okay, I, I can give you that. There's a potential, you know, weird things happen. Let's say that just for shits and giggles that the Hamlin incident is an outlier and that we shouldn't really look at it. Okay, then what do we look at six days later when the Old Dominion player dropped to the ground and dropped to the floor with chest pains? Let's take a look at that and how they reacted then. Take a look at this. Keep in mind, this video we're about to show you may be hard to watch. First half of their game today. Keep your eyes on number three, right side of your screen. That's Emo Isian. Sophomore guard stops, then slowly goes down to the ground. Players from both teams visibly upset. After That right there, ladies and gentlemen, that young man, he realizes right now, in his mind, he knows exactly what's happening. The fear that you're going to see on these young men's faces is they realize what they've done to their bodies. They're not crying for the player. They're crying for themselves because they realize what they've done to their bodies. This is an undoable feat or an undoable deed. This is permanent. This will impact our nation for the next 50 to 100 years. And nobody wants to talk about it. It's a coincidence. It's a coincidence. You see... I look at the numbers. That's what I'm concerned about. I've said from the beginning, people, when people started telling me, well, Kramer, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You're not a doctor. You're not an epidemiologist. You're not any kind of medical professional. Why should we take your word for it? Because I don't have to be a doctor. I don't have to be an epidemiologist. I don't have to be a specialist. All I have to be able to do is read a spreadsheet. Read data. Take a look at the data. And that's all we've looked at. That's all we've looked at over the last two years, three years, going on three years now. That's all we've looked at is the data. I don't care about the story in the Gateway Pundit. I want to go to the CDC or the FDA or wherever the data is coming from and say, give it to me. Let me eat that up and, and choke it down and I'll shit it out to the people because the data is what's more important than any other narrative going around. Let me remind you that when when the vaccine first came out, it was going to save everybody. Remember, it was going to get everybody back to work. If you just take it, it'll all get us back to normal. Flatten the curve and then get back to normal. Take the jab, get back to normal. Did that happen? It didn't happen. And then we started talking about the efficacy of the drugs. Is the vaccine, is it, is it effective? Not is it safe, but is it effective? Does it do what it says it's going to do? And we saw early on out of Gibraltar, out of uh, Scotland, out of Ireland, out of Great Britain, and out of France and uh, um, uh, Israel in particular. Those countries, their data showed it no. And then we were told, you can't trust the data. The data that we're providing you, it's untrustworthy. Nobody vets that. Turned out those numbers were correct. Turns out that the vaccine wasn't effective. It didn't do what it was supposed to do. And if you go through the headlines of that period of time, 
It's interesting to me that they keep trying to sell how effective it is. Well, it's, it's, it's not 99% effective like we told you it was. No, it's, it's more like 94, then 92, then 88, then 84, then 81, and then 71, and then 74, and then, oh, down in the 60s. It ended up down in the 50s, folks. I think around somewhere in the ballparks of 56% is the efficacy of the vaccines in doing what they're supposed to do, meaning you got a shot and it protected you from the virus. You didn't get it. You got a shot and you didn't, you didn't get the disease or maybe you got the disease, but you didn't pass it on. It didn't do that either. It didn't stop you from getting it and it didn't stop you from passing it on and it didn't stop you from dying if you got the disease. It didn't do what a vaccine was supposed to do. So what did they do? I'll remind you what they did. They changed the definition of what a vaccine is supposed to be. It just makes the symptoms less. Well, of course, that's much easier. How many times have you heard people say, (laughs) I got COVID and I'm so glad that I had the vaccine because it could have been so much worse. Well, I didn't, I didn't have the vaccine. I had COVID and it was like a regular cold. Nothing, nothing to write home about. Spent five days on the couch watching um, The Last Kingdom. Uhtred, son of Uhtred, which by the way, you got to watch. And the reason I say that is if you watch how the show is, is structured, it shows you exactly what we're going through right now. It shows you the structure of those who want uh, power and what they're willing to do for it. And the benefit of, 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 um, of um, what do you call it? Um, not purging. What is it? Um, when you watch them all back to back, I can't remember the word. Um, when, you, when you watch them all back to back, you get to see the, the, the rhythm of how things happen. And then you look at the world stage and you, you, you pull back a little bit and you look at what's happened over time, over history, and we see the exact same thing. People rise up, they take power, they fall back, back down. Another p- group rises up with power, they fall back down. It just keeps going. It keeps going back and forth. That's not going to stop. But that's what I learned during my COVID experience. Could it have been worse? Could have been, but it wasn't. So when you look at everybody who's had COVID and survived and you talk to them, well, they were healthy. They weren't obese. They didn't have diabetes. They weren't old. There's all these other things that go into it. So when you look at who was dying, well, it was the people that were already infirmed or sick anyway. That's why it hit the nursing home so hard. But flu does it all the time. And the flu, oddly, during 2020 and 2021, disappeared. There was no flu at all. Go look at the flu deaths. We always have 60 to 70, 80,000, maybe 100,000 flu deaths every year. Every fucking year. Not a flu death to be had in 2020 and 2021. It disappeared. It's gone. It's back now. It's back now. It's back. Now they want you to get a flu shot. There's actually a a TikTok creator who is, uh, and I'll put this, I put it up on my Telegram channel. He's bragging about the fact that they've got a brand new Covers all flu shot. You'll never need to get another flu shot ever. It's going to cover you for the rest of your life. You take this flu shot, you're never going to get the flu again. He wants to be signed up for it. I'm not trusting that thing any farther than I can throw it. How about you? But that's where we are. And the most important thing to look at, as I've always said, is the data. The data is the most important thing that we have. I don't care about your opinion. I want to see the data. And hopefully it's trustworthy. So when I hear of organizations, oh, I don't know, like the CDC, the NFL, the Olympics, 
come forward with data that counters what we've been told over the last two years, I got to pay attention to it. That's why this piece right here is so important. This is Dr. Uh, Kelly Victory on the, uh, the Dr. Drew show. Take a listen to what she has to say about what's been going on with these vaccines and what the, what the Olympic Committee has discovered in their findings. The going from 1980 to 2004, um, I'm sorry, 2000, yeah, 2004, um, that uh, it, was, it went back 38 years, is all I could say. Um, and they looked yeah. at the average number of sudden cardiac deaths in athletes, and it came out to be an average of just under 29 per year. So say 29 athletes per year suffered from sudden cardiac death. We now are over 1,600 since January of 2021. Okay, I'm going to stop that for a second. I want you to get that math in your head. 1,100 over the last 38 years, 1,600 plus since 2021. I'm going to say it again. 1,100 deaths of young people, sadly, losing their life playing sports. 1,100 over 38 years, 1,600 in the last two. Dr. Kelly continues. When the vaccines were rolled out, 1,600 just in that. So that is more than that 38 years combined, okay? Something is going on. And we are required as clinicians, we are required as physicians and public health people to look into that and to ask that question, what is it? Which is why when people criticize me for asking the question, I would say, nah, I should be ashamed of myself. I should be ashamed if I don't ask those questions. You should be ashamed if you yeah. don't ask those questions and you call yourself yep. a clinician or a public health expert because that's your job. Exactly. Yep. That I, right I, there. I completely right agree. There. All right. Let's let it lie till we oh, get more information. Uh, and uh, oh, here. There we go. I don't know what was going on there. Technology. What she's saying is absolutely true. That is their job. A clinician's job is to look at, at the evidence and say, listen, something doesn't seem right here. This has never happened before. We need to take a look at this. And for non-medical people to come forward and say, no, 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 you're a threat to democracy or you're a threat to anyone else's health. If we ask these questions, there's a problem. Do you think that what's happened over the last two years, going on three years now, do you think it's normal? Do you think it's sustainable? It's not. And they're going to ramp it up again. And there's going to be another form. It'll be something else. It will not be a disease like this again. They've played that card. They've got to come up with something else. So they move on to gas stoves. We're going to take your gas stoves out of your house. It's too dangerous for you. It's like, it's like running a car in your house. It can cause brain damage. What I thought was hilarious is that AOC just put out a video stating that if you have gas stove in your home and you cook with gas stove, that it could be a threat to your health and it could cause brain damage. Oddly, behind AOC in her home is a gas stove. I'm assuming that she's she's educating us from personal experience. <laughs> yeah, you can go ahead and laugh there. That was funny. <laughs> the reason that I'm talking about this today and bringing everything up today and the way that I'm bringing it up is simple. I'm done trying to convince anyone or warn anybody of anything, I'm going to talk about what I find interesting, what I find um, uh, counters their narrative. The evidence of what we've been looking at for the last two to three years is now coming out by the bucket. In fact, we are taking evidence. We're drinking it from a, a fire hose is what's happening. It's, it's not 
like it was two years ago. It's coming at us so fast, we can't take it all in. So as Americans, and not just Americans, but as citizens of the globe, it's time to stand up against your governments. It's, it's time to stand up against these overreaches. They are your neighbors. I don't care what country you live in. I don't care what state you live in. I don't care what county or city, or I don't care where you live. On this planet, the person next to you is nothing more than another human being on this planet. They have no, they have no authority over you. None. We, we give people authority to get things done. But at the, end of the, at the end of the day, they don't have any authority over me. I'm a free person. You're a free person. We're supposedly freer in the U.S. than we are in any other country. Um, but that doesn't seem to be the case these days. We've got certain politicians going to Sunday morning shows and, and saying that we need to be able to shut people up when we don't agree with what they're saying. Now, they call that misinformation or disinformation. But what I've said over the last two years is true. Everything that I've posted has been true, just like this study from the Olympic Committee. We go back and look at the data. Where's the data from? Is it from a group that we can trust? Well, Kramer, you're just doing that because it confirms your bias. Doesn't confirm my bias. I don't have a bias. Facts don't have bias. I looked at this from the facts. Would I have taken the vaccine if it worked? Yeah, potentially. If things had gotten bad enough and I thought that it could save my life, but we never got there because they lied from the beginning. And the lies were, you could, you could tell that the lies were lies. Dr. Fauci comes out and says, previous, don't, 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 don't take those masks. Don't use those masks. There, there's no benefit to using a mask. It, it doesn't do anything for you. That's what he said on 60 Minutes. I watched it. And then he turned around and said, well, the reason that I said that was because we didn't want you common citizens grabbing up all the masks and then the people, the, the medical professionals, they wouldn't have any. It was called the noble lie. Wait a minute. Are you, are you admitting that he lied to me? Are you admitting that Fauci lied to it? Even for a good reason, he lied to the American people during a pandemic, during this health emergency, he lied to us? And now we're supposed to believe him. That the next thing he says, well, there's no reason he would lie about it. Once a liar, always a liar. I can't trust you. If you lie to me once, especially about something this fucking big, there's no fucking way I can take your word on anything else. You're a liar from this point on. How about you? Do you feel the same way? When, when, when someone lies to you, do you allow them to, to tell you stories again and again and again and, and, and you buy them hook, line, and sinker? Do you do that? I don't. When somebody lies to me, everything that they say from that point on, I consider to be a lie. Once I've learned that they've lied to me and I've learned the truth, then I can't trust them anymore. I don't care who they are. That's why this bullshit with McCarthy. I, I've got a, my accountant, great guy, love Joe to death, but he's a McCarthy guy. He's a Kevin McCarthy guy. And I, and I just, eh, he's been an establishment guy for a long time. We agree on a lot. We agree, we disagree on the establishment portion of it. He thinks that these establishment people are working just as hard as the non-establishment people are. They're not. They don't have to. Everything's taken care of for them. So we disagree. But he thinks that you can trust Kevin McCarthy. I've seen Kevin McCarthy lie. I've seen him lie to the American people. Bald-faced lies to the American people. That's why I didn't think that he was the guy for us. I digress. What we're talking about today is that I, um, I'm no longer, I'm no longer going to try and warn people. 
I'm no longer going to try and convince people. I'm just going to speak my mind and you do with it as you will. I don't care. The, the days of me trying to convince you are over. What's, what's happened has happened. And what happens next, I fear, is going to be worse than anything that we've experienced to this point. Oh, Kramer, you're just a negative Nancy. You're doing that. You're doing that for ratings and you're doing that for position and you're getting paid thousands of dollars. Those are all lies. I know people say that I'm, I'm making all kinds of money. I do this on my own dime. I don't make a dime from this. I don't try and sell you anything. I'm not giving you, I'm not selling you t-shirts. I'm not selling you cups. I'm not selling you swag. Maybe I should. Maybe I should make some money out of this. But I think it's far more important that you believe what I'm saying versus me trying to sell you something. That's the way I've been from the beginning. I don't, I don't want your money. I want your attention. I want you to think about what's going on. I want you to, to look into your heart and ask yourself this question. They've lied to us repeatedly. Can I trust anything that they have to say? And then look at the people in the non-traditional media. Podcast, TikTok, Instagram, that are bringing you information. They're not trying to sell you, by the way. I want to put this out there. I'm not sponsored by Pfizer. The mainstream media is. I'm not sponsored by the biotech industry. The mainstream media is. I don't make anything. They do. So who do you think they're going to kowtow to? Do you think that they're going to do the right thing? Or do you think that they're going to do what the sponsors want them to do? Well, we've seen what's happened. No, if you say something against the pharmaceutical industry, you don't go back on Fox. You don't go back on CNN. You don't go back on MSNBC. No, you're booted for life. You're canceled. Do you think it's going to change? Do you think that anything's going to change over the next two to three years? Do you think these people are going to change what they're doing over the next two to three years? The only way that we stop what's happening is through one simple method. Gandhi used it. Martin Luther King used it. You can use it as well. It's called noncompliance. You just don't do what they want you to do. I know, it's hard. Yep, you may lose your job. Better to lose your job and be alive than to do what they say to do just because you want to keep food on the table. Because they're not stopping. How do I know? They're ready to take your fucking gas stoves. Did you ever think in America that we would be in a position to where the government would come in and say, you can't have a gas stove in your kitchen because we think it's too deadly. Or we're going to try and make you think that we think that it's too deadly. That's probably the, the, the best way to put it. Why do they not want you to have a gas stove in your home? God only knows. But it's not going to happen, folks. That means they're going to have to get rid of the natural gas lines that go to people's homes, everything else that happens. All of that's going to have to happen the dreams and the wishes that they have in front of the American people, what they want us to do, the goals that they've set for themselves on changing our lives, they're implementing. And regardless of what you think or I think, they're going to continue to do it unless we stop them. And I, I fear, and I keep saying this, I don't believe that there's a political solution to our problems anymore. That's why I didn't do my podcast for so long. I'm not disillusioned, depressed. I, here's the thing. Um, people, I read the comments. I, 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 folks, I'm not any smarter than you are. I, I'm really not. If there's anything that I have, an ability that I have, is to put weird things together 
that to me seemed that with this happening and this happening and this happening, it's going to be an issue. That's kind of what I do. And, and, and the benefit that I have is because of what I do, I can sit here all day long and look at the news and put it all together. Kind of like uh, <laughs> on, on uh, the, uh, the science shows or on the, the, the crime shows where they've got the pictures and the strings all put together. I don't have one of those. That's all in my mind. But that's kind of what I do. I'm able to tie it all together mainly because, and I think that this is the, if, there, if there's one thing that I have over a lot of other people, it's this one thing. Human nature. I know what humans are willing to do to each other. We've seen it in the news. We've seen it in the media. We've seen it throughout history. What one human is willing to do to another human to have control or power. That's why. I've been silent because I know where we go from here. There is no political solution. This does not end well in this country. They're going to clamp down more and more over the next two years. Hopefully, Congress can stall that. But I don't have faith in that anymore. Why? Well, because when these investigations really begin, and hopefully Kevin McCarthy is going to do what he said he's going to do. I, I said, my, my accountant is a, is a McCarthy guy. I'm not. We have a bet right now. In six months, we're going to reevaluate how, where things are. Somebody's going to buy somebody a bottle of bourbon. But what can happen between now and June? What can go wrong between now and June? I will put it this way. It's my fear and my conjecture that by June, July, August, especially August, we get into football season, I think that we're going to have a real problem on our hands. I don't think that this young death thing stops. I hope it does. I hope, I pray to God that I'm wrong. I pray to God that, that I've overthought this and that the evidence that we have has been shown in such a way that it, 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 it's misleading. Sadly, that's not the case. The numbers of these deaths, the reports of these deaths are increasing every week. How do I know? Well, because we have Google alerts set up to tell us. And they began trickling in a few weeks ago. About eight weeks ago, we get one or two a week. Now we're getting 20 or 30 a week. By the way, that's global. It's not just here in the U.S. And that, that 20 or 30 number is global. But that's every week. 30 people who died suddenly, who all have one thing in common, regardless of where they are on the planet. And, and the, the symptoms are eerily similar around the globe. What would they say if Hamlin hadn't been hit in the chest just moments before? The player at Old Dominion, when he fell, he hadn't been hit. Neither was the lady who was in the shower when she collapsed or the, the, the two teenagers in high school. They were at their desks when they fell over, having cardiac arrest, sitting in a classroom. No one hit them with a baseball. No one hit them in the chest. No tackle. They just fell over dead or, or in cardiac arrest. The evidence is on our side. We're not crazy. We don't wear tinfoil hats. We look at the data, and we don't let people who have other goals in mind lead how we think. Sadly, too many of Americans, they don't do that. And that's why today I'm proud to announce our new sponsor here on, um, on uh, today's show, the Kaufman Institute for Coincidence. We hope to God you never need their services. Are you or a loved one suffering from a medical coincidence? You want proper medical care, but you don't want people sniffing around asking a whole bunch of questions about what might be causing your problem. <laughs> 
At the Kaufman Institute for Coincidence, we won't look into the cause of your heart or other problem. We'll just fix it. That's right. We promise to only look at your symptoms. We won't get all curious looking for causes because that could get your employer or your doctor into some legal hot water. And nobody wants that. At Kaufman, we understand that coincidence is now the leading cause of death. Hey, we've got another coincidence over here. If we want to operate at the speed of science, there's no time for looking for causes. No pesky questions about drugs or vaccines you may have been given. At Kaufman, we specialize in the effects and leave the causes to the conspiracy theorists. And let's be honest, we know the cause anyway. It was a coincidence, right? For each new patient, Kaufman's talented team of doctors strap on their blinders and look directly at the problem area, usually the heart, just like the CDC recommends. Our main campus now treats myocarditis, blood clots, heart arrhythmia, stroke, heart attack, magnetic skin, difficulty breathing, full body blisters and burning, convulsions, kidney failure, memory loss, cancer, sudden death, and much, much more. Give your coincidence the attention it deserves, but not the wrong kind of attention. At Kaufman, schedule your appointment today at KaufmanCoincidence.com and receive a doctor's note with a real sciency sounding explanation to provide to your anti-vax friends, proving to them it was definitely not the vaccine that caused your coincidence. Kaufman, because coincidences happen pretty much all the time. What a great piece. Official medical coincidence partner of the NFL. And I love the tag out even best. That does it for today's show. My name is Kramer. This is the Kramer Says Podcast. It's Wednesday, January 11th. We'll be back tomorrow or as soon as we can. Get more at KramerSays.com. KramerSez.com.